welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. In Hebrews chapter 12, thank you Jesus, verse 22, it says that by ye and come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. When we are born again, we are introduced into all kinds of spiritual realities. It might not be physical. So when you read the text, it starts from verse 18. Yeah, verse 18 says that, For ye are not come unto mountain that might be touched, and that burns with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness of tempest. Now, with the Israelites, you see, God has always had a way of dealing with his people. So in the days of Israel, he dealt with them, that's in the Old Testament days, he dealt with them slightly different based on physical norms, Mm -hmm. material norms. So the presence of God was like... um, uh, it was in the tabernacle it, with the Ark of the Covenant. Even though God is bigger than that, it was symbolic of his presence with them in the days of Israel. And there was a particular place, the temple, that's where they were supposed to go and offer worship. They were all supposed to gather around the tabernacle. There were, there were norms, there were rituals, there were forms, there were postures, there were ceremonial attires, there were Customs that they had to adhere to in dealing with God. But for those of you who have been following the teachings, the woman said, okay, now the contention has been, which particular mountain are we supposed to worship? You Jews there is this in Jerusalem. But my fathers also said, according to John chapter 4, verse 16 down. So the woman asked Jesus, which mountain? Then Jesus said, the time is coming and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Yes, yes, yes. The point here is that Jesus Christ clearly told them that the worshiping of the Father switched from physical location or from forms and material things, tangible things. So okay. being a true worshipper is not predicated on the tangible things you can see and touch. Mm. That is why we do not need images, necessarily images in our places of worship, necessarily. The reason why we have crosses in places is because in Christianity, the cross is so symbolic. But even the physical cross is not what we need. The point or the center of our worship has not got to do with physical norms, Mm -hmm. has not got to do with material settings. The center of our worship has everything to do with, first of all, the condition of our hearts and the God we know and who we are, how we focus the worship, the true worshiper. Mm -hmm. Please, I want to encourage everybody, try and revisit that message again. Listen to it over and over it will open your eye into certain depths that you initially did not see. Because remember, faith comes by hearing hearing. and hearing. So the first hearing doesn't really work. Mm. (laughs) Say something. You have to hear again. Hear again and hear again. So as I was teaching the other time, I said, the more you're hearing, the more the faith comes. Mm. So faith has a, a lot to do with 
after the first hearing. The first hearing doesn't do it. It's mm. after the first hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So yes, it's yes, so important yes. to understand. They were, so Jesus came and told them that worship is not based on forms anymore. Worship is based on the spirit and in truth. Mm. So according to Hebrews, what I'm, I was just reading, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18, it says that, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched. That's, our worship is not based on what can be touched. Then he went on to speak a bit more. Verse 22, he said that, but, so you can connect verse 18 straight to verse 22. He said, but ye have come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God. Where is it? It is not physical. The city of the living God, unto the heavenly Jerusalem. This Jerusalem is not tangible, uh, physically no. touchable. Yeah, yeah. All right. Unto the heavenly Jerusalem, unto the God, the judge of all, unto mm. the spirits of just men made perfect. And so you are dealing with people's spirits. This is the, the, the intensity of our worship. So even though we can't see each other physically, we can connect with each other spiritually. Hallelujah. So what? In the modern day New Testament, the New Testament post-resurrection work with God. It is not based on physical locations and norms, but it is based on spiritual reality. That is why the Holy Spirit had to come. So the Holy Spirit comes and he's in me, he's in you, he's in her, he's in him, he's in us, he's in them. That is what makes us one body. Yes. Now, when it comes to the local church, the local church is the physical and visible, tangible representation of the big Christian body, a universal church. And so right now, I know most of you here, most of you here know me, you know somebody, and we are, we are all part of the Caris family. Yes. That makes yes. us a local church. Amen. And it's important. And when God has a message to the church, he doesn't give it first to the universal church. He sends it into the local church, and then from the local church, it impacts the universal church. So as I quoted this morning, Revelation chapter 2, Verse 7. Can I do my normal thing? I like yes, Revelation right. chapter 2. Revelation chapter Love 2. Verse, verse 7. Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 2. Verse 11. Revelation hey. chapter 2. Verse 17. Revelation hey. chapter 2. Verse 29. Revelation wow. chapter 3. Verse 6. Revelation hey. chapter 3. Oh. Verse 13. Revelation chapter 3. Verse 22. All wow. these things he says, watch this. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He didn't say to the body of Christ. Okay. By saying to the churches, because if it's to the churches, that means individual church, one church, two church, three church, four church, five church, six church, seven church, eight church, nine. That is what makes the churches. Mm. Right? Okay. That means he's talking to individual churches. Yes, yes. So, but when he started the letter, he said to the church of Ephesus, Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, the church of Ephesus. So a particular church, he's assigned the letter straight to a particular church, but it's meant for not the body of Christ, but it's meant for the churches. Okay. Once we say churches, watch this, I'm about to say something very important. Once you hear the word churches, you are talking about those who are alive. Okay. Yes. Okay. Once you hear the big word, I'll build my church. Is talking about everybody who has been born again from the day Jesus left and until now. Wow. Including Paul, they are all okay. part of the church. But as soon as okay. you talk about churches, you are talking about the living saints, those of us who are alive. Wow. Those who are dead and gone, theologians, church history, or church scholars, and church fathers call them 
they call them the church triumphants. Yeah. They have triumphed. They have wow. lived their life and they have gone. They have passed the baton over to us and we are supposed to upheld the purpose of God on earth and win souls and call the other people God is calling, call them back home. Amen. Amen. He said, you have come to the spirit of just men made perfect. So when we gather like this, even though we can't see each other, our spirits are interconnected because mm. we are one. We are one. Yes. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 3. He said, endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. For there is one God, one baptism, one faith, one father, one, uh, one hope. We share a lot of things in common, seven things that we make us one. The oneness we have, it is like the blood that flows in your toe is not different from the blood that is flowing in your ears. Yes, so yes, if you yes. accept blood from your ear, the blood genotype will not be different from the blood that is from flowing in your yes. head. It's yes. the same life. It is one life. That is why the body has oneness. It's one body. We also mm -hmm. are one body. That means that the power of God that is flowing through you is the same thing that flows through me. It's the same thing that flows through her. It's the same thing that flows through her. We are one. We are one. We don't have to be at one place to be one. We are one by virtue of our connection to Jesus, by virtue of the fact that we are born again and we are all the sons of God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch this. He said, uh, Hebrews chapter 12 again, verse 23, to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn. Now, this is what, what made me come here. We have come into the general assembly. It is always good not to exempt yourself from the general assembly. It's a general assembly. It's nice. I don't mm. even know why somebody will exempt themselves if it's not, if it's not for a critical, ne necessary, legitimate why? reasons. Yes. Oh, yes. Sister, why? 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 Exempt yourself. We are sharing the same blessedness of the favor Come of God. Come on. To you. I see God doing something new in your life. So shall it be. There's a word, short word that is on my heart, which I want to speak to you all. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm reading from verse 24. The Bible says that, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize. So run that he may obtain. People who run a race, all run, but one receive the prize. Uh -huh. So what should you do? You should run in such a way that you receive the prize. Wow. There is prize ahead. There is a blessing ahead. The blessing of God is coming on you. Amen. Blessing ahead. You won't, as I said earlier on, you won't have to explain to people how God is blessing you, they will see it. Amen. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, Amen. he said, don't you know that those who run in a race, all run, but run receive the price. Then he says that, so run. That so run. You, run. you have to run in the a way, in such a way that you will receive the price. Amen. Verse 25 says that, and every man that strives for mastery is temperate in all things. Hmm. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. Now, that means that when people run, the athletes, Usain Bolt, Mo Farah, and those guys, when they are running, they actually are, they discipline themselves so that they can win that prize. Hmm. They can hmm. win the gold medal. There's hmm. nobody who wins a gold medal by accident. Wow. You have to work for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he says that if they work for it, so we also 
He said, they even work for gold medal that when you die, that's it. You can't get it again. It will perish. It can be stolen. You can miss yes. it. You can lose it. Yes. He said, yes. It's called, a, it's a perishable crown. Mm. But we, yes. we, we are doing, this is, he said, watch this. Look at verse, verse, um, the verse 25 again. He said, every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a, a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible crown. Wow. So that means that we are also striving for masteries. Mm. Yeah. They are striving for masteries. We are striving for masteries. But their yes. masteries, the results of their masteries is different from the results. Their mm. results is corruptible. In other words, it is not eternal. Wow. It's temporal. Yes. But the results of what we are contesting for is it has eternal weight of glory. According Amen. to Second Corinthians Amen. chapter four, verse seventeen, it has eternal weight of glory. It's heavy in glory. Hallelujah. So we do it for a corruptible crown. We don't do it for. A, but even those who are doing it for a corruptible crown, watch this. The Bible says they are temperate in all things. Do you know what mm -hmm. it means to temperate? Mm. They are patient. They are controlled. Oh. Brother, control your desires. Hey, control. Yeah. control and control. control. Oh, no. so control your emotions. Ah. <laughs> Why? Because you are contesting for a crown. Wow. Amen. Wow. It's you this based on I feel, I feel, I feel. You are contesting for a crown. So if you are contesting for a crown, it is necessary. It behooves, it behooves you to be temperate in all things. Sometimes somebody may even upset you. Somebody may annoy you. But it is necessary and it behooves you to be temperate. Mm. Yeah. And you receive grace to be temperate. Amen. I want to read it from the Amplified Bible. The Amplified Bible says that, Do you not know that in a race, all the runners compete? but only one received the prize. That's verse 24. Let me go to verse 25. Now, every athlete who goes into training conducts himself temperately and restricts himself in all things. There needs to be a certain level of restriction to gain the count. Restriction is part of winning the trophy. Yes. Wow. Anyone who ever wins a trophy has restricted himself. Wow. Oh, yeah. I don't know why God laid this on my heart to bring it to somebody's attention that restriction is necessary because of who you are. And so the point I'm making here is that you have got mm. a greater crown. Amen. It's because of that, you must be controlled and restricted in every area of your life. Wow. You can't do whatever you feel like doing, boy. You can't do everything you want to do. Others are doing it, but you, sorry, I can't do it. I'm a representative of God. I'm Jesus' ambassador. So I can't, yes. 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 I can't watch that. I can't do this. Yes. So back to King James, he said that you have to be temperate in all things. Verse 26, he said, I therefore so not as uncertainly, so fight I. Not as one that beats there. I'm not fighting endlessly. I am targeted in my, my restrictions. Mm. I know what I'm doing. Look at verse 27. He said, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Yeah, God me, forbid. Let me read it from the uh, Amplified Bible. It says that, therefore, I do not run uncertainly or without definite aim. 
I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary. Mm. But like a boxer, I buffet my body, handle it roughly, mm. discipline it by hardship, subdue it for fear that after pro after proclaiming to others the gospel and the things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit, not stand the test, be, uh, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. Oh, I see. If I don't do this, if you see, for those of us who are this church, we are doing this church thing, you can't, you can't just do church and then you behave well. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It will come across like counterfeit. 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 But I know you are not a counterfeit. Amen. Amen. You are the Amen. real deal. Yes. 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 I'm the real deal. Amen. So this is the scripture God laid on my heart that we are in a race. You have to discipline yourself so you can run effectively. You can run with campaign. You can run towards the mark. Yes. Press on. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. I press on towards the mark of the, of the high calling of Christ. The Lord laid on my heart, I'm telling you, that this scripture, it says that run in such a way that you may obtain the prize. Mm. Run. Live your Christian life in such a way that you will be the one who is obtaining the prize in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.